As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Compelling content, provocative perspectives, relevant music news, interviews, and insights. This is Sound Matters with Tom Liu. Welcome to Sound Matters Radio. My name is Tom Liu. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate you listening in, whether you're listening live on WROK Radio or live streaming via the Radio Pup app each and every Saturday night. Every single week on this program, we feature interviews with movers and shakers in the music business and beyond. And I'm very excited tonight to have a good friend of mine, actually, someone I haven't talked to in a very long time. Her name is Susan Messino, and she's been a rock journalist for over 30 years. She's written six books, created and hosted the 94.1 WJJO local stage radio show is up in Madison, Wisconsin from 1997 to 2004. She produced eight local music compilation CDs. She's also appeared in the Van Halen DVD, The Early Years, and Let There Be Rock, the movie. One of her books is called The Story of ACDC. I'm looking at it right now, Let There Be Rock. It's been a published now in 11 languages. Please welcome to the Sound Matters radio show, Miss Susan Messina. You know, Susan, hi, how are you? Hey, Tom, I'm doing great. It's so good to hear from you. I know. I haven't talked to you in so long. Thank you so much for taking some time. It's been great thinking about getting to talk to you this week. And, man, that's a mouthful, that intro I read about you. You, 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 you just <laughs> do... was like, oh, my God, i got to add something to that, <laughs> you know. Is there more? Is there, is, is there more? You, you just keep moving and shaking. It's been so great. I don't know how many years now it's been since I've known you. I think since the early... 2000s, and as a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, this is the second show of mine that I've had you on. Of course, this radio show, Sound Matters, but then you were on, I think, around back at the time right before the Let There Be Rock book came out, the ground-level TV show that I did out at Rock Valley College. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I came down there a couple of times. Was it a couple of times? I think you're right. You know what? I have those uh, videos somewhere, Susan. So I'm going to have to get those out and get them (laughs) them digitally and send them to you if you want, or at least the audios or something. So how the heck are you? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm uh, down in Savannah, Georgia. When did you move there? Yeah, I moved there uh, last year. My son's going to school down here, okay. and uh, now both one one of my sisters was here, and the other sister just moved down. We kind of have a little posse going on down here. Much better weather than the upper Midwest, I'm assuming. 
Oh, God. This was my second winter where there was no winter. And I, you know, flowers blooming, you know, walking around in T-shirts in January. I really like that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm envious. You're making me jealous right now by saying that. Although we're in April here now in, in, uh, in Rockford. And so, you know, it's getting to be nice weather now. It's 80 degrees today here. But you know how it is in the Midwest. You lived here long enough. I had a good opportunity to come on your uh, JJO show. I think it was back in 2003. You had me on when I was talking about... One of the books that I'd written early on, the Musician's Corner stuff you had me on, I really appreciated that. And so you're one of the first oh, yeah. people I thought of when I was getting guests together for this show. We're in our fourth month here and stuff. So tell me about your books, Susan. Your, of course, your ACDC books, kind of your flagship, your, your latest one, uh, the FAQ book. Tell me about that. How's that. How'd that come to be? How's that going for you? How exciting? Oh, my gosh. Well, um, <laughs> that is part of the FAQ series um, with Hal Leonard Publishing. And uh, they actually wanted to me to work on a different project. And uh, when I found out how much work went in the FAQ book, <laughs> I pretty much said, either let me do one on ACDC or wait and I'll do this, this other book and then let me do it because it would be upsetting to me if they had hired someone else to do it. I see. I think they kind of like, yeah, okay, you can do it. But um, it's it's like over 350 pages. It's got over 100 images. It came out in um, 2015, so it's been out uh, about not quite two years, and I'm still promoting it which seems like it never ends, which is wonderful. And, uh, and I got to give um, the whole band, actually, I went to see ACDC in, uh, at Wrigley Field in Chicago back in uh, September of 2015, and I met up with Angus at his hotel the next day, and I was able to give copies of um, the book to all the band members. So oh, that was really wow. great. You've met the guys now on numerous occasions, right? Going all the way back, your first encounter with them, I think, was it 1977, all the way back on their first tour of the U.S., you met the guys, and that's how this whole ACDC saga for you kicked off. Is that right? Exactly, yeah. I met them the night Elvis died, August 16th of 77, I was working at a local paper and uh, just kind of actually trying to get my way in the door. And they sent me down there kind of as a gopher for the promoter to, you know, get stuff for the band and make sure that, you know, they had stuff for the dressing rooms and everything like that. And I had never heard even the words ACDC. I had no idea what I was in for. And I was a huge music fan. I grew up in the business, as you know. My parents owned venues, and we always had live music and stuff. And so I'd seen a lot of bands. But the night that I saw them, that changed my life. <laughs> it <Yeah>. really did. <laughs> and that turned into later your, your very first book, right? The Rock and Roll Fantasy, My Life and Times with ACDC, Van Halen, Kiss, etc. And that was your first foray into writing books? Yeah, that was my first book. And actually, I'm working on a screenplay of that book right now. Really? No kidding. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not good at it yet. It's a, a different format for me. Okay. I want to see that book made into a movie because it's just too fun not to. Well, you know what? It's an interesting comment, Susan, because, of course, the Rock and Roll Fantasy book, you had sent me that and when I read that, and it does really read and feel and play out while you're reading it like a movie. And, you know, it's really a good point that you make. I could see that on a screen. And what, what a cool story. I mean, who, who's going to play you? Have you? I mean, you've obviously had to think about that. Who would play you? Anybody in mind that you would pick? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it's changed over the years, you know, because I've wanted to do this for years and years. But, you know, it's got to be somebody that, you know, uh, can 
make fun of herself. An actress that would be good at that because I did a lot of really stupid things. <laughs> well, you know, you were young, right? And didn't we all? <laughs> yeah, you know, so I mean, I was just trying to figure my way into it and I was sent to interview a lot of bands and I had to hang out with the groupies and a lot of times everybody thought that I was one of the groupies and, you know, so there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, it was like an obstacle course, let's say. That's a good way to put it. But have the guys in ACDC always, they've always just been really cool to you, gentlemen, and, and cool guys from the start. Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Except Bon, you know, he always kept author, offering to uh, do something to me. Ah. I always kept saying, no thanks, not yet. So he was he was, fr he was friendly with you then, is what you're <laughs> yes. saying. Okay. Very friendly. Well, well, and Angus asked me to marry him. But uh, I didn't take him seriously, and now I, you know, what was I thinking? So back in when you first met him, he asked you to marry? Really? Well, the second <laughs> time, they, I met him in August, and then they actually did a little bit of a tour of Europe and came back to the States in December of 77 and opened shows for KISS. And I caught them in Milwaukee the second time, and that is actually recorded, and it um, in the FAQ book, it's it's uh, transcribed. Oh, all right. And those audios are available through one of, is it through the Rock and Roll Fantasy book or somewhere else? Um, actually, the, an audio CD of it is available in the Let There Be Rock updated version. That's the story of ACDC, Let There Be Rock. All of this, of course, on Amazon. Of course, your website as well, SusanMacino.com. I want to make sure I get that in. And you're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Messino Susan. So you can get all that stuff. So that's in the updated version. Again, I cannot believe it's been 11 years since that first Let There Be Rock book came out. It seems like it just was new. Yeah, no, it, it's crazy. It doesn't seem real that it was that long ago. And that book got me, the band, you know, ended up, actually the band got it after it came out. And uh, Malcolm, God bless him, um, I saw him on the Black Ice Tour, like the third night in. They were in Chicago. And I hadn't given them copies of the book. I had sent one to Brian, but, you know, uh, Angus is in Holland. And, you know, Malcolm lived in London and Sydney and everything. So <laughs> all this time had passed, and I'm in the dressing room, and I, I still don't have the books. I left them at the hotel because I didn't want to carry them around. And I ended up giving them to him the next day. But it was so cute because I was a little bit nervous. I didn't know what they would think of that book. What did they say? What, were their, what was their feedback to you? <laughs> the first thing that they did, because it never fails we love to tease each other and be you know be kind of hard on each other and uh so me and my son uh, or my son and i i should say got to sit with angus and malcolm after they played the united center in uh um, chicago in november of 2008 and the first thing we said i sat down on this little love seat with malcolm and the first thing he said to me is me wife bought your book <laughs> me wife bought your book huh? yep and then silence and then a little, a little grin from him and a little grin from Angus. And I was like, uh, well, uh, did she like it? And then he started laughing. She goes, she loved it. She loved it. It was, she says it's wonderful. And then I think they did it because my son was there, really. But they made a big deal out of it. <laughs> I love this from Angus. He goes, you know, I can afford to go buy a copy. But I don't want a copy. I want a copy from you, signed by you. Ah, wow. How cool is that? What a great story. <laughs> so they set you up to give you a little bit of a, a little drama there to make you want to, you know, did they like it? Sounds like they're jokesters. Oh, God, yeah. No, we have, we had so much fun that night. We, we sat, we got to sit with them for almost an hour after they played in front of like 17,000 people. 
and uh, I hadn't seen him for like seven years since the Stiff Upper Lip Tour. And it's so funny, every time we see each other, we just kind of pick up the same conversation that we were in before. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm talking with Susan Messino, author of six books, including the story of ACDC, Let There Be Rock, and the FAQ book. That We're going to talk some more about that. All that's left to know about the world's true rock and roll band. Susan, if you could hang out for a minute, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come back and talk some more with Susan Messino here on Sound Matters Radio. Don't go away. Sound Matters with Tom Liu. Visit us online at soundmatters.tv. Welcome back to Sound Matters Radio. Tonight I've got Susan Messino. She's the author of six books, a veteran music journalist, and just an all-around great, great person. Susan, welcome back to Sound Matters. Thanks, Tom. I'm having a great time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You're always so pleasant. And I, I told you during the break, we have to extend our interview tonight because I know, I've got too many things to talk to you about. And, uh, of course, we always run into time constraints on the radio shows. Good news is this will all be available on demand afterwards as well for people to download and listen to on iTunes. And you'll be able to get all that on soundmatters.tv. And while you're doing that, check out susanmacino.com. Get all the backstory and all the inside scoop on Susan and all she's doing, which is really busy. So, Susan, are you out and about? Is What's your day-to-day life now like with all these books and you're doing all this promotion and stuff, doing interviews? Or you got a screenplay in the works, you said? I mean, wow. What's on your calendar for the next 30 days, for example? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, I'm doing your show tonight, and then I believe at the end of the month, I don't have an exact date yet, I'm going to be doing a live podcast at a huge party in Melbourne, Australia. They're going to do a show called Bond But Not Forgotten on Bon Scott's birthday in July. And it's featuring uh, Simon Wright, who played drums with the band. Yeah. And uh, Mark Evans, who was the bass player before they hired Cliff Williams. And James Morley is the one that sent me the interview. And they're going to do a uh, book giveaway. So um, that's... I'm really excited about that. I wish I could fly down there. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. And um, let me ask you this, Susan, just regarding writing books, what's your book writing process? I mean, are you just one sitting at the computer typing away? Do you do audio to text, some combination? How, how have you approached it all these years with all of your books? Oh, my gosh. I do everything on the computer. I, I scribble so bad I wouldn't be able to read my own writing if I tried to handwrite. <laughs> but uh, when I usually I do biographies. My first thing is that I research as much as possible to the point of my head is going to explode if I learn one more fact. And when I finally get to the point where I feel, and you have to, when you're writing a book, you have to know how you're going to open it and how you're going to end it. And if you can get those two things 
you know, if you're really, really set with that, you just fill in the middle, which sounds easy, and it's not. Yeah, but it's not, <laughs> right? No, it's a, it's a labor of love, though, for you, I would imagine. At this point, with six books, of course, the latest ACDC FAQ. You've got the story of ACDC, Let There Be Rock. There's the book called Family Tradition, Hank Williams. It seems like a departure, but uh, are you a country fan, or was that just kind of an assignment book? Where did that one come from? Oh, my gosh. Well, that I have always loved Hank Sr., because that was my grandmother's favorite. So she always played his albums. Then I went and saw the movie. My dad used to take us to a movie once a week, and I saw Your Cheating Heart with George Hamilton on the big screen. And I didn't know he died that young and stuff. And I was just, I left the theater like nine years old, just sobbing. And uh, so it was always, um, I've always loved him. And when I was uh, working out a new book deal, after the Let There Be Rock book, I had gone to a different publisher, which Hal Leonard I'm still with. And we were trying to, you know, we batted around a lot of ideas. And I have to give a shout out to my friend Mickey, because at uh, dinner one night, he said, why don't you write about Hank 3? And I said, Hank 3? Who's that? And he's like, Hank Williams the third, mm. the grandson of Hank Sr. And I wasn't even aware of him. And when I started digging in on his story, there was just no way that I could write a book about just him. It had to be about all three of them because they're so intertwined. Um, Hank Sr., Hank Jr., and Hank Three. I wasn't aware of it either until... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, just this moment in all full, in full honesty here. So that makes that book even more interesting to me to explore. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, and I was honored. I, I did a book signing at the Book Expo, and then I did a live NPR radio interview in New York City, and they patched in uh, Michael McCall, the curator of the Family Tradition exhibit at the Country Music Hall of Fame. And I had stated in my book that uh, I believe the first rock and roll song ever recorded was Moving On Over in 1947 by Hank Sr., which predates Rocket 88, that came out in 1951. So, so the, the, they patched Michael in, who I had never met before, I never talked to him, 
and the host of the radio show says on air live, you know, and we're in New York, so it's reaching a lot of people, and he asked Michael about that theory, if he thought I was correct, and I just held my breath. I mean, I almost fell off my chair, and he goes, oh my God, she hit the nail on the head, and then he told the story about how moving on over is if you place it up against uh, Rock Around the Clock by Bill Haley. It's pretty much the same song. Okay. Wow. Very cool. A good moment for you. Took a risk there, but you know, you, you, it worked out for you, it sounds like, for sure. Well, I actually was honored by a book signing at the Country Music Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. That's a whole nother show. We could just talk about that for a while. <laughs> it was huge. That it was so very cool. humbling and very, very exciting for me to do. Talking to Susan Messino, author of uh, ACDC, Hank Williams, The Trio Books, and another book we're going to talk about, The Secrets of the Universe. We're going to talk about that when we come back in a little bit here. Do you have a favorite ACDC lineup? Do you have a lineup that's the best or the one that resonates most with you? Oh, absolutely. It was the, you know, the night I met him with Phil Rudd, Cliff Williams, Angus and Malcolm, and Bon Scott. What's your take, Susan, on the current state of ACDC? Of course, last year, Axl Rose from Guns N' Roses out doing touring, doing dates. There's talk that they're going to be doing more stuff, maybe new music. Where are you at with that? Yay, nay? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I, I was definitely skeptical okay. when I first heard about it. I'll, I'll be honest. I was kind of like, really? And <laughs> I actually got to go see the band in Atlanta this last September, September 1st, I think it was. And uh, I thought Axel did a great job. I was very surprised. He seemed very humbled by the situation. He he almost ran into Angus once, once, which made me laugh because people don't realize how hard it is to stay out of his way. And, of course, Bon had that down and Brian had that down. But Axel, <laughs> he was kind of new to the picture. Yeah, he's still but, figuring it out, right? Yeah, he figured it out. And I actually I wrote a blog on my um, website about it because I think it's wonderful that Angus is continuing, that he, he and Axel obviously have hit it off. And, you know, to say that it's, it should be the end of ACDC, their music will never end. And Angus is more you know, exciting now than he's ever been. He's 60, he just turned 62, and I, I don't know how he does it on stage. I really don't. He just he just needs to keep going. It's Obviously, it's beyond uh, a want to, I would say, at this point. It's a need to. He just needs to keep playing. Otherwise, he wouldn't. Why would he? Well, exactly. He loves it. He loves to be out there, and he it, he's so different in person than he is on stage that, that it's, it's really fun that he's still doing that. And it's to talk about how, how uh, cute he is with his humor. When I saw him at Wrigley Field that night and they shot a DVD of that and I hope that that's going to be released because that was an incredible show. Very cool. And that was, you know, with Brian still on vocals. And um, the next day at the hotel, I, when we were talking, I said to Angus, I said, you know, I said, you were so amazing last night and I swear to God, your solo during Let There Be Rock brought me to tears. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he looked at me and he says, yeah, this is something to mine, too. <laughs> That's great. Wow, what a great story. We're talking to Susan Messino, author of ACDC FAQ, and story of ACDC Let There Be Rock. Gonna take a quick break. Gonna talk to Susan some more right after this. Stick around here on Sound Matters Radio.
right. Welcome back to Sound Matters Radio. There's some ACDC for you. Let there be rock live from the If You Want Blood, You've Got It record. Perfect music to be playing right now. I'm joined on the phone lines by my good friend Susan Messino, author of the story of ACDC, Let There Be Rock, and ACDC FAQ. Welcome back to the show, Susan. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, thanks, Tom. I'm having a great time. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad to, to catch up with you. There's so much to talk about. Of course, you've got, you're an author of six books. SusanMessino.com is the website. You're on Facebook.com slash Messino Susan. But in addition to your music books, we talked about the Hank Williams family, the ACDC books. You're also a, an expert or I'll say an aficionado, something like that, of the paranormal. And you have another book out, your fifth book, I believe it is, called The Secrets of the Universe, Universal Laws, Past Lives, Ghosts, Adventures, and More. Tell me about this, Susan. I'm going to admit to you right now, I'm not super familiar, excuse me, with all of this. You've been a lifelong interest in this, and where did this book come from? Oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've always been interested in the paranormal from my grandmother, who said that she saw her mother after she passed away. I was, like, really little, and she told me that her mother came back to her to say goodbye to her. And that started this thing in my head of, like, how is that possible? And, you know, my grandmother wouldn't lie, so it must have happened, but how is that possible? So um, The Secrets of the Universe, I'm actually going to update and re-release. Um, it's on Amazon right now, but I've got a lot more stories to put in it. But um, I call it a primer to the paranormal because it's um, seven chapters on seven different subjects. And it talks about manifestation, healing with uh, light, um, numerology, uh, past lives. And funny that we're talking tonight on the sad uh, anniversary of the Titanic. But I have a bit of a connection to that because my son, between the ages of four and six, had past life memories of being on the Titanic and dying on the Titanic. Really? Yeah, and uh, that got us featured <laughs> on a TV show called Ghost Inside My Child, which is available on iTunes. It was uh, on the Lifetime Network, and that was back in 2013. And believe it or not, about a month ago, we had a gentleman fly in from San Francisco all the way to Savannah to interview the both of us for a Japanese national TV show called Mystery about Jamie's uh, memories of, of the Titanic. Wow. That sounds amazing. I mean, it sounds way out there. I mean, so he's got, so explain that again. So he's got some vivid memories of, of that experience? Oh, God, yes. Yeah, he, um, Stephen Colbert even uh, posted one of his pictures on his show one night because he was making fun of the show. And then he showed one of Jamie's paintings of the Titanic sinking which my son loves, Stephen Colbert, so he was so honored. But um, he saw the end of the movie. A babysitter let him stay up late. He was only four. He saw the end of the Titanic. I wasn't happy about that. <laughs> That's <laughs> something I'd sit a four-year-old down and say, hey, watch this. Sure. And the next day, he was obsessed with the boat. And he started painting and drawing. And every day, probably for the first two weeks, he had painted the Titanic over 50 times. As a four-year-old? Yes. Wow. And it got more and more detailed. So I started keeping a journal because it, it was crazy. And the, the, the craziest part was uh, he came home one day from school, with, of course, a picture of the Titanic, and there was smoke only coming out of the three smokestacks, not the fourth one. 
And I said, hey, honey, did you, you know, run out of time? I mean, what happened with this one? He looked at me like, you know, you don't know anything. And uh, <laughs> he says, mama, that's a dummy stack. They didn't need it. It was for show. At any point, did you think, how can this be possible, or did you just know? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because there's people listening, probably they're like, how can that be? Skeptics, you know, people that think that it's not real, that's not possible and all that. Did you ever have those moments yourself of doubt, or did you just know because of your experience with your grandmother and stuff? Well, you know, I believe in reincarnation and past lives, and at first, you know, it's like, well, he's very interested in the boat, but as it progressed... And it lasted for two years. I knew that this child, I mean, the pictures, when he painted pictures, even of the inside of the Titanic, he never looked at a picture as a, you know, like a model to copy off of. Right. He was drawing from memory. That's like wild. I mean, really, you know, (laughs) how can you, how can you, you can't explain it. I mean, you you can't explain it. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. What do you say to people that don't believe in this stuff? What do you say to naysayers or or skeptics of anything paranormal, this subject or any others that you write about in your book, The Secrets of the Universe? What's your response to them? Um, uh, let's just say when they pass, they're going to be very surprised. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. That's, a good, that's an interesting way to put it. Now, you've also been on the Coast to Coast radio show a few times, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I have. Yep. And on Beyond Belief with George Norrie on Gaia TV. Did two segments with him on that, too. And getting into this stuff really deep. So if someone's listening, interested in, in the paranormal subject matter, The Secrets of the Universe by Susan Messino, it's on Amazon. But as you said, you're going to be updating. When is that expected to be coming out? Do you know yet? or is it Probably still- in the next few months. I, I'm going to, you know, tweak it and add some stuff and put it out because that, that's one of the books that I self-published because I, you know, I looked, I, I didn't really look for a book deal for it because I'm not known for that. But now that I did it, then, you know, I have been offered some deals on doing stuff about, like, raising a child, I was, I got a lot of response from mothers that were on the ghost inside my child. A lot of mothers, I became the mother whisperer because um, when a mother would call in with the story for that show, they were afraid to put it on TV and out themselves to their friends and their family. Interesting. Okay. So they would have them call me. <laughs> All right. So you're the go-between then. Or- yep. Yeah, and I let Jamie, I let my son express it instead of, like, pushing it down and saying, well, honey, you know, no, no, that, you know, this, this, you've got to look at something else or you need to get interested in something else. And I was afraid if I suppressed him too much, it might harm him. So I, I let him let it out. But it was, you know, night terrors in the middle of the night for two years. Wow. Some of it sounds a little spooky, as a matter of fact. I mean, just listening to it. But, but then again, so he's, like, in his mid-20s now at this point. Point, right, your son? Yeah, yeah, he's 23, and he's a concept artist and designer and an animator. He's going to SCAD here in Savannah, and uh, he, he's going into film, and um, he ma- he's majoring in animation. And his artwork is amazing. That's, that's incredible. What a, what a journey. What a diverse background you have, you know, going from, obviously, the music journalism and all that you've done in radio and in the books that you've written and now into this. And now, am I also, that I see correctly, that you've also gone out and done some, some lectures, some speaking things on the, the paranormal topics as well of late? Yeah, I've, I've done uh, speeches on synchronicity um, with uh, the uh, unexplained research team up in Wisconsin. 
and we did uh, actually three cities. We did um, Stevens Point, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and then Deadwood, South Dakota. Do you enjoy doing the public speaking thing? Yeah, yeah. It was just, you know, kind of a group thing that I did with them. But um, since I've been in Savannah, I started a stand-up routine. Really? Oh, no kidding. My, uh, yeah. My goodness. Yeah. You know, you never stop surprising me, Susan. You're, you know, so you're you're doing stand-up comedy, and it's based on what's your subject matter? Oh, my God, my life. And, and being, you know, a child of uh, growing up in the 70s and dating in the 70s, and now I'm single again <laughs> and dating in the online world oh and uh, the horror that comes with all of that. Ar- arguably scarier than any of the paranormal stuff we could talk about is the online Way game. scarier. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That is so funny. Talking to Susan Messino, author, speaker, and I'm now also learning a stand-up comedian as well. I have to come to Savannah and see your shows and just hang out with you again. It's been too many years. So you mentioned an updated version of your book, The Secrets of the Universe. What other book projects in the works right now that you can talk about? Um, not really because I'm, I'm working on the screenplay and I'm trying to really, you know, uh, focus on on getting that but I think that there will be something else before the end of the year. I'm just not, I haven't decided yet. Okay. Because I'm really trying to, I'm making good connections down here. And believe it or not, Savannah or or Georgia is the third largest film um, community in the country. After L.A. and New York, it's Georgia, so there's a lot of movies being filmed down here, and I'm, I'm here at a really good time, so I'm making some good connections. Good to know. I had no idea. That's news to me, but that's interesting. You went to the right place for sure. Is your next books, I mean, more music books, more books about the paranormal, both? I think it's going to be both. Yeah, it's going to be both, and I, I am thinking of something that might end up a three-volume book, Mm. Uh, but I'm going to start uh, something called Stories to Tell because I have like a thousand of them. Oh, that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you do. <laughs> SusanMessino.com is the website. Facebook.com backslash Messino. Susan's M-A-S-I-N-O. Susan, great to talk with you. You've got so much going on. We could talk for another hour. Sounds like you got so much fun stuff happening. Looking forward to more books from you. And I just encourage everyone to get online and follow you and check you out. In addition to being an accomplished author, just genuine one of the nicest people I've ever met and I really appreciate you and I really mean that oh well that goes uh, to you too Uh, you and I have been friends for a very long time and anytime you come to Savannah I have a guest room so I'm going to take you up on that thank you so much Susan much appreciated this is Sound Matters with Tom Liu Visit us online at soundmatters.tv. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 